0: Greetings, Lonely Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we are playing Moonlight Necromancy by Shouting Crow Games. Living in the soul system is hell. Earth is populated beyond resuscitation. Mars is ruined and Europa spoiled. It takes roughly 20 years to reach a clean system. Only the wealthy can afford stasis-class tickets, but anyone can get off-world if they're desperate. They just have to be qualified to work on an interstellar ship and young enough to survive the trip. The irradiated slag pits of Mars are far behind you, Necromancer. You've been working on the colony ship Moonlight as a medical officer for 15 years. You are so close to a glorious new life on a new world where nobody knows your sordid history. So as a medical officer, your job is to keep the rest of the crew healthy enough to work. You're not actually qualified to be a medical officer, but your counterfeit paperwork was good enough to fool the human resources, and working in the wet rooms of illegal chop shops taught you enough to fool the crew. It has been a rough trip. You've lost many people, and it's getting hard to keep this temperamental ship flying. You'll lose more if you don't do something drastic. Outing yourself as a necromancer might go badly, but it's beginning to look like you might never set foot on solid ground again. You have a freezer full of dead bodies at your disposal and a determination to live. Decide how this plays out. All right, so for gameplay, what you are gonna need is a tarot deck. And you're gonna take this tarot deck and divide it up into two smaller decks, one of the major arcana and one of the minor arcana. For character creation, what you're gonna do is you're gonna remove the fool in the world, draw three cards to be your saving graces, three cards to be damnations, two to be your past, and one to be your future. Now, all of these are gonna have prompts, and those prompts are listed on the past and future tables. For your saving graces and your damnations, that's gonna come into actual gameplay. Which we will get into right now. So, for gameplay, you're gonna have event generation and then event resolution. Your minor arcana cards are gonna be your oracle, they are used to generate story prompts. So, to generate an event, draw a card and find the coordinating event in the events table. Then, you're gonna draw a major arcana card in order to determine your resolution. And these resolutions can have a positive or negative result. And then, of course, once you have your event and your resolution, go ahead and jot down a quick journal entry for that. Now, of note, you can refer to the presence table for a general description of each card and let the prompts influence your journal entries. They are separated into suits, blades, batons, chalices, and coins. I do not have a standard tarot deck. I have a angel wisdom tarot deck. Luckily, my wife is into that stuff. I didn't have to buy a whole new deck. So for our gameplay, my deck is actually divided up into fire, water, air, and earth. For my gameplay, fire will be swords, water will be cups or chalices, air will be batons, and earth will be coins. Now for event resolution, all right, if you draw a saving grace as your resolution, that event is going to end successfully. And if you draw a damnation, it's going to end in disaster. Now, if you draw your future card, then you're going to lose the person associated with it. And if you draw the full card, there's going to be some interesting mechanics for that. But if you draw the world card, then the game ends. And to determine how well the game ends, you're going to take the remaining cards and you are going to add them all up. You're going to add the numerical value on the cards all together. So for those of you who have never messed around with tarot before, all right, all your cards are going to have a little number, either right there in the bottom or on the top, depending on what type of tarot deck you have. And those are the numbers you're going to add together. And the higher the value, the better the ending. But, that is about all that we need to know in order to get started. So we're going to go ahead and dive on into our gameplay. And we will start first and foremost with our character creation. So, to start off, we need to select our three saving graces. So, first off, we got the Empress. And I'm going to go ahead and just make a note of what cards I drew, and then we will refer to our tables in order to determine what they actually mean. All right, next up, we got the sun, which is, I feel, a great card to have for a saving grace in a space game. Because if I got that in Damnation, then this game was going to have the potential of turning into sunlight, which, great movie. Great movie, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But rather intense and... I'm glad we got the Nurturing Power and not the Deadly Power. And then finally, Renewal. That is is another wonderful saving grace card. All right, moving on to Damnation. We have Strength. A fitting Damnation card. Release. And Balance. Balance actually feels like it could be interesting just from the title alone. All right, remember, I haven't actually read what these stand for. So... I'm just going off of vibes right now. All right. For our past, we have the emperor and we have the moon. Again, super funny as far as vibes go, where some of our saving grace, two of our saving graces are the empress and the sun with our past being the emperor and the moon. Almost like our past has dictated what our saving graces are. For the future, we get the wise counselor. All right. Now, to find out what these actually mean, so for our past cards, like I said, we got the Emperor. Thralls can follow complex commands. Outstanding. And for the Moon, Thralls can communicate as if they were alive. Outstanding. So our Thralls that we will create with our Necromancy can follow commands and talk. Amazing ways to start. Now for our future card with the Wise Counselor, which in a regular tarot deck is actually the Hierophant. Some, like I said, some minor differences between mine and one that you would pick up that's actually tarot. So that's going to be Spiritual Counselor. That, <laughs> that actually feels, that, that feels funny that I am using a religious themed deck and for my future, I pull the Spiritual Counselor. Y'all please, let me send me comments or notes on what you think it means that that is how that is how I'm uh, those are the cards that I'm getting and how I'm interacting with it all right now we're going to go ahead and take those and we're just going to shuffle everything back up nice and good all right and now that we have a character let's stop and uh, stop and think for a second about who this guy is now dr steel dr steel like like we said, grew up in Mars and in the slag pits of Mars, which is where they learned their necromancy. And with that, uh, they were able, like, one of the, like, two of the skills that they got really good at was having our thralls follow man's, because after all, life on Mars is hard and difficult. So being able to send the undead after after goals and objects is definitely of value. It definitely made Doctor Stash a valuable person to have as well as as well as the thralls being able to communicate as if they were alive. So that allowed Doc Stash to really to really offer two services, one item retrieval and two information that really gave them the option to that really gave them the option and the ability to earn the money and favor needed in order to get their fake documents and get aboard the moonlight. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for these two skills, then it is highly unlikely that Doc stash would have been able to, would have been able to get off of Mars. And so it's these skills that got Doc on the Moonlight. And it is also these skills that will help Doc keep the Moonlight running. And with that, let's go ahead and find out what our first event is. So that is going to be the Free of Fire or 3 of swords or blades so the 3 of blades the network supporting the communication system is corrupted and our resolution for that is ego or in this case the devil which is cravings shortages and irresponsibility so i think as i think as doc is trying to I think his doc is trying to do some research so that they can, they can pass themselves off as more legitimate and do more legitimate work that they notice that one of the, like, they notice that they're having problems with the internet connectivity. The network is down. It's acting up. This isn't good. So they send one of their maintenance thralls to go check it out. Because after all, there's not a whole lot of people running around anymore. It's been 15 years. And, you know, everybody just thinks that, oh, life aboard the Moonlight is hard. And, like, Doc does all this stuff at night as well. If you've ever worked night shift, then you know. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell some night shift workers from zombies or the undead. So Doc sends, Doc sends one of his thralls to go check it out. And they come back a short while later reporting that reporting that it seems like the network had, the network cables had not been properly maintained. Some water, some some water seems to have leaked in from somewhere. You know, maintaining proper dehumidification on the ship has been a struggle. And, like, this key junction box is just corroded. And you know, Doc Sash is just gonna rub their temples and send their thrall back out to go try and clean the corrosion and hope that it creates a better connection so that so that we will be able to continue to use the network. All right, for our next event, we have the Queen of Wind and which is the Queen of Batons. The Moonlight's automated security system identifies you as a threat. And how are we going to resolve this? Transformation. Or the tower. Pride. Falling. Bruised ego. So. People, I I think security is starting to catch on. Obviously, the automated system finally identified me as a threat. There seems to have been some patches or upgrades that happened that realized that my thralls are not registering as healthy living individuals and because of that it because of that it registered them as a threat and flagged security to flag security to come down and check this out because after all it's it detected the thrall as a non-living but moving threat and tracked it back to my medical bay and so security is going to come pay me a visit and i am going to have to i'm going to have to confess to the fact that yes i am using necromancy and when they see like when they see the freezer's full of they see the freezer's full of deceased crew members and the crew that are Like, just how many of the technical crew is actually no longer living that they're going to try and detain me and hold me while they do some more digging, and they will review their security footage and see that I'm, like, see that I'm using these guys to try and maintain the ship. And so I will be, I will be released the, what passes as the security chief, because the... What passes as a security chief kind of knows the situation. All right. We are not in a good spot. We like everything that we're dealing with is survival and not like morality doesn't have a play right now. This isn't something that needs to be brought up to the captain. In fact, like at least until we land. So this is a, as long as I am not actively going out and doing Threatening acts. As long as I'm still working within the interests of the crew and the ship and the mission, then they will turn a blind eye to. They will turn a blind eye to my actions at least until we get to a location. And then once we once we safely get to a location, then we will discuss the morality of of what I was doing and my situation. So, for our next card, we got the Five of Fire or Five of Blades for our next event. And that is going to be the ventilation systems are contaminated with space dust, damaging electronics and soft tissue. And for our resolution, yeah, we got the world. So, per the rules of the game, that is going to go ahead and. Uh, cause us to ignore the event card. Both of those cards will get discarded and we will manage to limp in to our spot. So drawing the world card we would have to add up all of our remaining cards. I have I have only drawn a handful of cards. I can I, I think I can comfortably say that my score is going to be high. But You know what? Screw it. I will be right back as I go to do some math. Well, it's a good thing I went and did actual math because the way it works is you're going to tally up all your major arcana cards. And if you still have your saving graces in your hand, those count as 20 and your damnations count as 1. Now, I had all of my saving graces and all of my damnations. So like right off the bat that was 320s and 31s but i still had the fool in there which was only worth 0 so i got a total score of 162 and on 162 the moonlight cannot go any further the ship barely makes it through the atmosphere of the nearest habitable moon before it shudders into pieces it is a rough landing and a tough start for the fledgling colony There are no corporate startup packages or shelters. You only have what you brought on the ship and what the gray soil of IO2 provides. More than ever, these people need you. It doesn't take long for them to take your skills for granted, actually. Every day, they submit their list of demands. Thanks are few and far between. You dream of Mars. When you wake, you sometimes wonder if you are in a better place. So that is Moonlight Necromancy. Now this is a fun game. This is a game that exists solely off of vibes. Uh, this is a game solely about vibes. And I know it's a journaling game, but like it's not like the other journaling games where you're, uh, that we've played where your prompts are your prompts are at least enough to get you to kind of tell a story and to kind of like get into it. Like, these prompts do help you tell a story and you can not tell a story with it. But the prompts and the prompt resolution, again, is based solely off of vibes. And so, if you are, like, if you're looking for something relatively rules-light, then this is a great game for that because you have a handful of rules. And at the end of the day, read the prompt and go with what you're vibing with. So... Kind of great in that regards for the solo player, but it can be kind of tricky if you haven't been playing a lot of solo or you're not really into vibe games. So, like, I know there, I know there are plenty of you who like these solo games where you have definite resolution, definite mechanics, definite that type of stuff. And this, this ain't it. This is not one of those games. You definitely have to be more in a free form roll with the punches type type thing where you look at the you look at your prompts you look at your situation and go yeah no nah, that's that's what i'm feeling and i think that the vibe based prompts and resolution really means that the tarot is definitely a great choice for this because tarot is definitely Tarot is definitely a intuition and vibe based thing. You know, now I'm, I obviously, when you, heh, if you look at me, I obviously am not the best to talk about tarot and the religious nature of tarot and the background of tarot and any of that. And I'm not going to attempt to do that, but yeah. What I do know of Tarot and what I have seen with those who do practice with Tarot, that it is very intuition and very, like, how you were feeling at the moment. And this game, this game definitely helps support that type of feeling with the resolution mechanic of using the deck and just how everything is designed. But fun little game as you saw it can be kind of short you know and the shorter the game the better the better your resolution if it's one of those if the game is drawn out and takes a while you end up going through a lot of a lot of your major arcana cards and with all of that you end up crash landing on a prison colony and you end up in a prison shop shop and you're kind of back to where you started except in prison instead of on mars so this is definitely one of those games where the faster that you the faster that you can end the game the better so is this is this one where is this one where you go out and buy a tarot deck specifically to play this game maybe not if you're looking for an excuse to buy a tarot deck or you already have a tarot deck and you definitely want to get into some, some vibe-based content, then yes, by all means. This is a great game to do that with. It does it does have its fun moments. It does have some interesting stuff. I was kind of hoping to draw the Fool because the Fool does offer some some new things that you can do. One thing I was slightly disappointed with is... You have your two pass cards. Your pass cards kind of, they have these necromastery skills that like don't, don't really seem to mean anything outside of flavor and vibe. It's, it's the same with the rest of the resolution mechanics. Again, because it's based, on, it's based on how you're feeling and how you interpret the prompt and how you interpret the problem. You, you're kind of left on your own. With that. And so that can be that can be a little that can end up being a little disappointing. Cause it's like, yeah, my thralls can talk and can accomplish complex tasks. And I don't know what that means. Like it means nothing because at the end of the day, I draw my I draw my major arcana, I read my prompt, and it's eh, I'm gonna vibe with this. Now, grand scheme of things grand scheme of things doesn't really doesn't really detract from anything it's just how you want to end the how you want to resolve that thing and it's all narrative based it's all journal based it's all vibe based so use it to help use it to help flavor all of that but you know for a for a game called moonlight necromancy that also has a autopsy report supplement that goes with it, just to kind of give you some more jargon and whatnot. Not not having any clear way for that stuff to interact with the actual gameplay, with the state of gameplay. That's really the biggest disappointment. But everything like everything else about it, like it's a great journaling game. It it really is. It's it falls in with some of those other great journaling games. It definitely it definitely pushes vibes a lot more than something like her Odyssey or Galaxy or one of those. But, but it is definitely as not new user-friendly as those games are, especially Her Odyssey. Like Her Odyssey, there is just a lot with this game that you can do. It is it is very open to interpretation, which, you know, as always is a strength and a weakness because your mileage will vary on. How well you do with that much freedom and interpretation. But all in all, all in all, fun game. Definitely enjoyed my little playthrough. Definitely enjoyed my little playthrough. Glad that, you know, I at least survived. And if you want to check it out, you can. It is on itch. You can find it at shoutingcrow.itch.io slash moonlight necromancy. And it is available for $5. Make sure you go check it out. If you do pick it up, tell them that Steel Stash sent you. And now that we're kind of at the end of the episode, before we go, there is one thing that I want to show you. I did, prior to asking my wife if she had a tarot deck, I did try and pick up a digital deck. Unfortunately, digital decks are notoriously painful to use with roll 20. And I was going to show you, I forgot that I deleted the deck and I can't remember how to bring it back, but there is a, there is a really cool animated digital deck on roll 20, but digital decks are a giant pain to use in that system. So of don't recommend it. This is definitely something that, this is definitely something that you want a physical deck for. And I know that I know that I hit up shouting crow on Twitter about that issue because I was supposed to play this last week. That's what my schedule said, what I told them weeks ago. And it was like, Hey, I meant to play this last week, but the digital decks a pain in the butt. And so I do believe that they are taking a look at that and seeing what they can do help mitigate that. I don't know how you would do it with I don't know how you would do it with a regular deck of playing cards, considering that the Major Arcana are such a big thing for this. And it is really hard to simulate Major Arcana with a regular deck of cards. However, I'm sure some people smarter than me have figured it out. Otherwise, you know, for the Minor Arcana, for the prompts, by all means, a regular deck of cards will work just fine for that. But, again, go check out the game. Go check out Itch. Tell Shouting Crow that SteelSass sent you and turn you on to the game. And if you have your own game recommendations, if there's something you want to see me check out, then please go ahead and hit me up on the socials that are listed down below. We'll also be listening to them at the end of the episode. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at BlackDragonDungeonCompany at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon. .com/blackdragondungeoncompany Thank you so much. Are you itching for a good story, laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire, Breathing Kids is a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate 3-hour long story like a movie for your ears. So, you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real-play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter and enjoy friendship fire breathing kittens podcast fantasy action mystery friendship